You're listening to Fakeologist Audio Chat. This is a new and exciting way to communicate with fellow fakeologists from all over the world. Each day we compress and post the day's audio into a file that can be big or small. Discover new voices and ideas that talk about media fakery like you never did before. Please search for Fakeologist Audio Chat and Fakeologist Main Show on your favorite podcast app. To connect to our always on and always streaming audio chat, go to fakeologist.com forward slash audio chat. To listen to the live stream, go to fake11.com forward slash radio 2. Now, on with the audio chat. And then there's this Kermeo Ahu in Costa Rica. And yeah, he's saying uh, the slavery thing goes back long before any black people came from Africa. You were a poor, desperate Irish person and you get caught stealing a loaf of bread you're going as a slave indentured servant to the americas i hear you well why don't we um i'm gonna i'm gonna record this call now i'm gonna start recording it and we'll just have a quick chat because i don't think steve's gonna make it so i'm just gonna record this i'm not gonna uh live stream it but i'm just gonna record it and i'll put it out later as part of my audio chat series where i just have informal conversations. So you're now on record. Okay. So we'll just talk for 20 minutes uh, about a future show now with Steve and anything you want to say about it. I'll just say to you guys that I have been listening to both Cindy Niles and the beautiful Julianne. uh, What's her name? Romanella. Romanella. She's a sight for sore eyes, huh? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Cindy, I really like Cindy and her message. And um, when she gets going on her own ranting, uh, I've clipped a couple and put them on Facotube. I don't know if you guys are watching Facotube.com. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm getting... I'm getting quite a few views on that. Probably just as many as she is on Rumble. But she, yeah, she is really good. Uh, my only problem with Julianne is I've I've listened to a couple interviews and I can't hear her. She's so quiet. And every time she does an interview with an unprofessional podcaster, they never level the audio. So I can't even right. I can't even hear her. She's yeah. so so wispy her voice is just so um so dainty i can't hear her and it's frustrating um but i've listened to a couple of i saw her presentation in tulsa that was well done i could hear her there that was pretty Uh good that was pretty good but the person that really is hitting the points is is cindy niles i thought she really hits a lot of points i actually almost have to listen to her stuff twice and make notes because there's some good stuff. Well, 
Hold on, we have a break now. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Wayfaring Stranger from Casablanca, Morocco, and you're listening to Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. All right. That's uh, when I do an audio chat, we have bumpers every 20 minutes. Okay. I don't, so I don't think you guys have done a bumper. No. I'm going to have to, uh, I'll send you the link. Fake11.com forward slash bumper. Okay, well, as to all this technology, I clearly want a chip embedded in my forearm. And that that would alleviate all of this. I've never done a bumper. (laughs) Well, if you listen to Chris, uh, Cindy Niles, you're not going to have a chip. It's going to be your face. Well, that's Amon Jobby's warning as well. But back to Cindy Niles, we go back a year and a half, many uh, phone calls to Australia from her. And at a certain point, she just said, look, Brian, you want to talk about the same things I talked about with you, Tim, this Ken Kesey book and biochar. You know, this this just drives Lark crazy that I think Ken Kesey wrote a book to indoctrinate the West Coast into hook, line, and sinker, believing that, you know, we're going to have a Chinese influenza that's going to knock the whole town out. Well, in 1963, uh, this sounds like a load of bull. Well, and Cindy also had been reading 1984 on her Facebook page. So the programming is there. It's all suggestive so that it's familiar when things come up like this. So she she definitely had a lot of interactions and classes with Lark. She took a lot of his writing, and um, I think they had a couple of conversations on Skype. So she took in a lot of this information. She's applying it to her view. And um, she just has a great presentation and, what, 6,000 followers on Facebook? So... Um, Yeah, Cindy's got a good thing going, and I'm glad that people are uploading her Facebook to Rumble because Facebook is really hard to share on email. And um, Could I return to the Cindy Niles back and forth? She told me, Brian, there's no way in hell I'm going to mention biochar on my Facebook page. What do you want me to have my people think? I'm pushing carbon taxes and carbon credits. Well, today at Cindy's page is a a carbon nightmare article. And somebody did put up David the Good down in Alabama for an hour-long documentary on how he's turning a gray grit soil into a farmable medium utilizing biochar. So, yes, Cindy has uh, allowed this to come on as a possible 
a worth doing solution by one of her commenters. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just insisting that forestry and all of this biomass, we could be doing something besides complaining that Big Brother's uh, destroying our world. I, I don't want to get any carbon credits out of my efforts, even you know, I don't know if you've ever heard, Tim, of a CSA. It's Community Supported Agriculture. It's a group of people that are, you know, combined in order to get fresh fruit and vegetables. It's, you know, you pay $500 or $1,000 at the beginning of the season. It pays a farmer in advance to produce a week's worth of vegetables once a week to this uh, clientele. So it sounds like a great idea. Unfortunately, CSAs have communitarian linkages. So, yeah, uh, we have uh, Stephen Faulkner on Skype. Uh, Can you hear me? I've just joined now. Can you hear me now? Yes. Is this the Stephen Faulkner? This it's is the one and only. Yeah, sorry, I'm, uh, there were no emails coming in. I thought you weren't going to call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were calling you here and whatnot. Oh, you're really hard to hear. I, I, you don't even sound oh. like your normal uh, gravelly self. Well, yeah, let me. Uh, can I check my Skype? Uh, yeah, check your mic, phone. man. We weren't sure. It's you... Yeah. It's, sorry, it's uh, probably. It's probably good that he didn't hear you because he doesn't like being referred to as Stephen. It's Steve. Well, yeah, hold on. Let me, uh, I have to check my Skype settings. Hold on. Uh, yeah, your me... microphone isn't picking up. Yeah, hold on. I'll, uh, I'll fix that in a second. Just give me a second. Skype. Check microphone. Uh, Skype. There we go. Hold on. G give me a second. Take your time. The thing is, I've only got half an hour today. Because I've got to go somewhere. Um, so now we've lost half an hour. But that, does, that doesn't mean we can't just... I'm recording this call anyway, so we can just sort of have a preliminary chat. We can do a full thing if you want. Audio Maybe. settings. Yeah, hold on one second. Uh, audio settings. Uh, no, not built-in microphone. We want the USB audio device. How's oh, there that? it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Steve we know. More, I can do more. Oh my God! Listen oh, to that. That sounds much better. Good job. You've done that there. Good. <laughs> Is it enough? Yeah. Uh, great. All right. I missed. I, I haven't been on. So what are you talking about? We're just talking about how you're always late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell my mother. <laughs> we just uh, solved the mystery of the universe. I'm sorry you missed it. You'll have to tune oh, in later. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, we were just trying to figure out what we were going to talk about because um, Brian and Jenna, they're like a matchmaking service. They put people they want to talk to other people on and match them up. So I, I, I knew I always had your email, so I, I hadn't called you because I hadn't really had a Sunday because I know you're over there in Europe where I could uh, start in the middle of the day. 
Sunday's my only day off, so that's we don't I, have Sunday in Europe. We're so relaxed, we just ignore it. Every day Sunday, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the point is, um, we wanted to. I guess you know Brian and Jenna. I, I, who doesn't know Brian and Jenna at this point? They're the communitarian spokespeople for Lark, I believe. Or are they anti-communitarian pimps? Right. Yes, we. So they're trying Which to. Which is kind of a hard word. That's it, a hard word, but like, Brian likes to use it. Have you met Brian and, and Jenna be. before, Stephen? Or Steve? Well, we've, we've met on email, uh, and you should be anti-communitarianism because it's just a buzzword. Yeah. For what Alan Watt, not the philosopher Alan Watts, but Alan Watt from Cutting Through the Matrix yeah. used to say. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna have you remember that old movie Logan's Run where they all turn thirty and you remember that movie in the seventies, Logan Logan's Run. They all they all go to sanctuary when they turn thirty years old or probably thirty three, I bet it is. Yeah, I bet. And then That's they really funny. get vaporized. And he said they're going to get you to willingly vaporize yourself. <laughs> he said that. I never and watched that movie, but I should I add? Go, is it? Go watch Logan's Run. It's a seventies movie. Do I really? Is is it worth my time? Because I'm not a big it's movie guy. Way worth your time because okay, they, they're living in this paradigm underground. You know, they think that they're not living in reality. They think that when they turn thirty or thirty-three, probably, yeah, they go to get uh, to to go to get they get vaporized is what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Liquefied, yeah, liquefaction. <laughs> it's very similar to the seventies version film, Great Bell Bottoms of Brave New World, where they would also be, uh, you know, just sedated completely, put in front of the TV, and then they go off to La La Land. It's very yeah. similar. And it's from the 70s, too, which shows you the programming was there from the 70s already. And God knows how much before. Well, yeah, it's always been there. Yeah. Back to Brian and Jenna. Yeah, we're pimping anti-communitarianism. Jesse Hall, the missing link, does several broadcasts every week out of Canada. Yeah, he has. I heard that one like. Matthias Desmet on talking about mass psychosis, which is communitarianism. But when we get Jesse to ask, have you ever heard of communitarianism? No, never heard of it. And then, you know, two days ago, George Webb, a supposed, uh, you know, expert journalist, Hey, George, ever heard of communitarianism? No, I, I really haven't. So, yeah. Well, we it's just are- it's just like our we have a conservative leader in Canada. And the number one guy that talks about SDGs, ESG is Mark Friesen in Canada. And he went up to him in person and said, um, what do you know about your party was the one that signed Canada up to the Paris Accord and. SDGs and the guy said I never heard of it <laughs> so right in, right in front of his face and that video he put on TikTok got about half a million views so um, yeah they just well, pretend they don't know about it even, maybe they don't but it sounds the problem is it sounds great on paper like communism did you can tell everyone that you know 250 million people died from it it sounds great on paper Mm-hmm. But in reality, it doesn't work because there's always a faction of people behind all the renaming of these movements 
that just want to kill you. And now they don't want to kill you anymore because it costs too much for bullets. They want you to kill yourself to save the planet. So you'll be lining up to get into the euthanasian chambers and people say, oh, that's funny. And you say, but they're, they're showing you they have euthanasian chambers right now. It, it's, it's not, it, the, it does, it's a, it's a fantasy because what's really going on in reality is not how they sell it. Just, it's not the brochure. They have the brochure, the glossy brochure, and it doesn't work like the brochure, just like the brochure never tells you when you get to your vacation destination that the hotel you're staying in is a piece of crap and not what the brochure showed you from the outside. Yeah. It's a pretty complicated issue though, because I I think it is anyway, it's, it's a very complex, the way they're doing it, the way this, I, I, I'm constantly learning about all the things they have in mind, and that's just from Cindy Niles reading their papers, because I'm not going to read their papers, and they're, they've been out since the 90s, 80s maybe, all these papers on what they're doing and how they're doing it. So that's why exactly. maybe they wanted to recruit you, Steve, because you have such a great way of breaking things down into the uh, broad strokes, <laughs> which people can digest. No, no one's going to dig into these these huge papers. Um, I, Mark was doing a breakdown of the 17 SDGs and I watched the first one where he was on a round table. They're doing it on poverty, which isn't the first SDG. And that, that speaks to the other thing I was telling you about, Jenna. When you have too many people on the call, they didn't even talk about the, uh, poverty SDG. They got totally derailed when you need someone like Steve who just bang, 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 lays it out in five, 10 minutes instead of talking about everything else. Right. Right. Like the word equity. Yeah. Yeah. I agree fully. Um, you've got a great sense of humor, Steve. But oh, like starting with the word equity, it's like, how do you define that? And then you see all these soft laws, reflexive laws and statutes enabling people to, you know, get the money. But it lowers the basketball hoop of what equity really means and who it includes. But when they're starting to pass statutes here and start commissions in Washington state about broadening the subject of domestic terrorism to behavioral health, then it gets really squishy. And with the censorship of social media, that can include anyone that's dissident. So, you know, it's a problem. And I don't think people understand what they're participating in. Well, they don't. Yeah. And that's why they make the paper so complicated, isn't it? Really? Because you're right. When you start to, when you tell like the average person who's just going to work every day for 60 hours a week or 40 or whatever they're doing, read this paper, read the United Nations paper. And then they're like, I don't even understand a third of the words in this paper. They're not going to understand what they're reading anyway, if they read it. You know what I mean? They, and they were, they put all this legality language in there so that you don't even know what you're talking about. You know, equality is not equity. And I've seen a good, a visual. There's, there's a, there's a tall guy, a medium sized guy and a small guy, a kid trying to look over the fence into a foot, a baseball game. And equality would mean that if you had like six, uh, crates for them to stand on, and then the tall guy stands on two of the crates. 
he can see way over the fence, even though he could see over the fence already. And the medium-sized guy stands on the same two crates, and he can almost see over the fence, and the little kid can't see over the fence yet anyway, even with the two crates. That's equality. With equity, you would give the small kid four of the crates, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the medium-sized well, kid one of the crates. See what I mean? And the tall guy, you wouldn't give the crates. Equity is not equality. No, equity That's is what- the... Um, evening of the outcome. It's making the outcome the same. So that's what you're saying. That's what well, it means. What I'm saying is equity means a person who doesn't need a crate shouldn't get a crate. And the kid who needs five crates should get all five of yeah. the crates. It's the equity is the equality of outcomes. So we all are the same outcome. We all get the same house. We all get the same paying job. That's what equity really yeah. means. So it's a redistribution of wealth and everything else so we all end up the same regardless of what we put into it which of course is the absolute yeah. opposite of individualism <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't work yeah. because guess what the guys that do all the work eventually are going to sit down and say I'm not doing this and then nothing gets done that's always how it ends up that's communism it never it's, works out yes because if you're healthy you don't need the health it's unhealthy people who need the health. Healthy people don't need your health advice. They are, they're fine. Yeah. Unhealthy. You see, you can't distribute the health equally because not everyone wants it or needs it. Right. That's right. You can't distribute the wealth because wealthy people don't want your wealth because they have plenty of it. Poor people want it. That's equity. Well, it, even, it never even, works. even in Canada, our government was giving all kinds of money out to small businesses and they didn't you didn't have to prove anything to get the money and by the time i really paid attention because i didn't personally need the money my business didn't get shut down but i found out a bunch of my fellow uh, buddies they each took i don't know 40 50 grand from the government and the rule and the game the gig was after two years you only had to give half of it back you got to keep it and I came late to the party, so by the time I tried to sign up, all every all the gates were back up. I couldn't get it. But that that was the the dumbest thing I ever heard, where the government was giving people that didn't need the money the money they weren't checking. But what it did do is, if you did agree to it, you agreed to them getting access to all your books and all kinds of other insights. <laughs> so it, it was uh, pretty sneaky uh, what sure. they did. And, uh, and and that's where they use the technocracy or all the data collection to support the scientific magicians that that use technocracy. So technocracy is a part of it. And we claim that it's communitarianism that uses all of this data, AI algorithms and the science, scientific magicians to prove how they need to manage you. This in this a uh, like global management system. Yeah, yeah. Brian, that's right. Because yeah. if you have a two hundred and seventy million dollar a year income or Canadian dollars or whatever, you don't need to give fifty percent of it back. Because even if you gave ten percent back, you're you're loaded. If if you're a little business and you have to give back fifty percent of your business, <laughs> but your business doesn't even make a hundred grand a year, you have to give them fifty grand, and your business costs one hundred and thirty grand to run a year. You're screwed. Mm-hmm. So if you're wealthy, you can get through all of this. You because you don't. You see what I mean? 
it screws the little businesses and puts them out. That's what they're trying to do is get rid of the middle class who has all the middle class income businesses. Well, the middle class yeah. is the main bulk of the population. So if you, it's, the, the, it's not the bulk, it's the target. Well, it is. Oh, after the break, we have a little break here. I'm Broken Locks from Christchurch. Dee Dee from Portland. Jungle Jim. Grasmo Jeff. Doug Kelly. Adam from Florida. You are listening to Fakeologist Radio at fakeologist.com. This is my uh, this is my audio chat recorder. This isn't an official show, uh, Steve. So just <laughs> this is this is where we we record chats. That, uh, so yeah, that the, the middle class is not the, the, the target. Yeah. They have to get rid of them because they're always dangerous to the establishment because the establishment is upper class. Yes. And the middle class is threatening the upper class because they can get there. Yeah. The lower class people sitting around currency exchanges changing in their monthly paycheck are not a danger to anyone. No, that's true. You know, if society yeah. crashes, the guys sitting around the currency exchange changing in their monthly government check for a bottle of cologne from a guy selling it on the streets. They're not going to change. No, I agree. When the middle class gets too rich, they have to cut it back down. It's like tall weeds. They get too close to the top of the fence and they have to, they have to shear them down because they get too close. So to being dangerous, but the way I look at this whole technocracy is now we, they finally have the ability with everyone walking around with a high power computer in their hand to be able to crunch data really quickly and really control people using just the the technology to make sure, well, you can't go here this week, you can't buy this this week. And I think because of the computing power, now it's easy to do, especially automated. Whereas if you had to argue with someone at the store with just plain old, paper logs that you could forge saying oh you can't buy this meat this month according to my logs you know it would be a lot harder it'd be a lot harder but now when 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 the computer tells you you can't you can't cash out this this steak while you're arguing with a computer so it's a little easier for them to get away i think it's really enabling the technology that's right well you're so right and like Mm -hmm. here in denmark i don't know what it's like there Mm-hmm. We have the same. You get, we've got like 25 little machines for automatic checkout, and I've tried to use them. You can't. You put your groceries on, and it's, you still need to call for assistance. You know, like it doesn't. I was just work. talking about that today. <laughs> you know, I was like, at the big box store today, and I was amazed that there were only two real checkouts and four self checkouts. And I said. Why would anyone self-check out? They don't pay you. They don't do anything for you. I went to the, the one with people where I could talk, and they, they actually unloaded my cart and checked me out. So I thought, why are people volunteering for this? Are they so afraid to talk to, say, a cashier that they're willing to stumble and bumble checking out their own goods? And I, Yeah, you're absolutely right. And they can't even do it easily because if there's any snag, someone has to run over and help them. It's the same, yeah, the same person from the from everyone in line has to run over and stop the line to, to do the help them, you know, the auto checkout. And it, it doesn't work. So I so, always just go stand in line. Even if there's 20 people in line at the counter here in Denmark, we have 20 auto checkouts in yeah. one line. But the person in the line that has to go, excuse me, I have to go help this person. So. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, you're totally right. It's crazy. So I, I'm just trying to keep that person in the checkout line to have a job. So, yeah, so, do I have to stand there for seven minutes in line? Okay, yeah, okay. Well, now it's not a problem because you can listen to your favorite podcast. I don't mind lineups anymore because now you, you're, you're, you know, if you're a computer guy, you can do everything on your phone. So I'll stand in line and publish videos and do posts. It's not a problem for me. So I've changed my mind on lines. I don't mind them. Can I throw in the mix that it is technocracy, Patrick Woods, technocracy news that is going to be crucial in implementing a new form of global governance called communitarianism. The European Union is under communitarian law, a key communitaire. So we need to quit ignoring this replacement for communism and capitalism. Why we have Steve from Denmark on and, you know, he's uh, like Breiser wanting to s- steer away from the Judaism involvement and maybe even push uh, it's the Jesuits. Uh, could we utilize fakeologist to have a dialogue with somebody like Adam Green of No More News, who insists that this uh Judaism has utilized Christianity to bring about their objective, which is to take down uh, their opponent, the Roman Empire, that is militarily superior to them. We desperately need a dialogue, and I, I am welcoming Steve, if he's willing, to at least discuss this us humans need to get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know Adam Green, so I'd have to research him. And I, I just don't know that person. So I don't even know exactly what we'd be talking about. It's sort of out of my my uh, my zone of of knowledge, really. He's made a big leap in the past two years, and he's saying the Jesus deception is controlled up by the Jews. And it isn't far off from how all world religions are being consolidated into this one world religion like Mm -hmm. climate change. And that belief system, again, brings in these scientific magicians who are claiming themselves to represent science, which it's all like a hologram. I like to bring in the archaics version of, hey, this is all a hologram. And what they're projecting, they're hoping to pick easy fruit and get people to get on board and believe it and repeat it, just like with the COVID narrative. If they, if you say a lie enough, people start to believe it and repeat it. So... I think it's kind of inclusive in that same idea of this fake reality that is being projected on us. And we're trying to put words on it. And communitarianism is one way of putting a word on this all-inclusive form of tyranny that we're experiencing. How about that? It's everything and anything. All links to this communitarianism. And that's that's 
what we are interested in uh, having use of fakeologists to discuss. Well, what the what the Jesuits do, like the thing is, they they did this the same like the Protocols of Zion. They weren't the Protocols of Zion. They were there 200 years before for other factions. What they're trying to do is anyone who's not with the Catholic Church, they say, yeah, well, you, you're you uh, against us and you're a Satanist. You're a, anyone, a theosophist, any, you know, anything like that. They're, they're attacking you to make to bring you back to a central point, whether you're a Jew, even whether you're a Christian or a Catholic or whatever. It doesn't matter. The, the strategy is the same. They're trying to attack you for coming against their dogma. So you can call the Jews, you can call the Jesuits. I don't care. But what it does is they're trying to round you in like sheep herders to a central dogma. And that's what's going on. So it you can blame the Jews. You can even blame the Jesuits because they blame themselves <laughs> to try to bring you back to what they're really working for. You see what I'm saying? What they're working for is this communitarianism. And this is what's the problem in a communist, call it whatever system you want. There will always be the people with the money because we're on a money system who always rise above and don't and seem to be above the system they're talking about. You see it? I mean, it all looks good on paper. Whatever, whatever ism you want to call it, even anarchism, when the people above the ism have money, they seem to control how the ism goes, right? You see what I mean? The people with the real money is what talks because people are materialistic. So when you got the money and say, yeah, we're in this ism now, communism, capitalism, socialism, uh, communitarianism, anarchism, but the people with the real money are the ones you listen to because you can't buy bread without their money. Well, it's very easy to bribe you to, to you know, see what I mean, perpetuate the system. You understand what I'm saying? I, yes. I, I do. And keep in mind that communism and capitalism were created by the same entity. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. Karl Marx said, we will defeat capitalism as us communists, but he didn't say what would emerge from that. <laughs> yeah, because they're the same ism with a new name. Right. And that's, you know, 15 years of Larkin, Texas, trying to say it has a name. So he's interviewing Nikki Rapana on RBN in uh, Texas. And yeah, Clint Richardson saying, oh, thank you, Nikki. It all this shit I've been battling has a name. It's communitarianism. But like James Corbett, well, I'll have Rosa Corey on and I'll have Nikki Rapana on and Larkin, Texas will call in to these broadcasts. But what is it with James Corbett? He drops the word. It, it's not spoken. And when Missing Links interviews James Corbett two weeks ago, 
Yeah, James's solution is intentional communities. We're going to live in a big kibbutz, and this is the solution. Which is already in the programming for young people. Like, I mean, I know when I was raising my son, he preferred to be in a group all the time. Group projects, group decisions, just going with the leader, following. You know, he slammed his hand on the table. He's like, I'm a follower. <laughs> but so I, I see that the programming has changed a lot of thinking where the group will decide for me. And when all of this COVID nonsense started Three years ago, you know, people follow and that's unfortunate. But what we're trying to leave is just a, a, a breadcrumb trail through all of this, um, through our hologram. I, I like to look at it like it's a hologram. They're just throwing it up and seeing who believes and low hanging fruit, they'll grab them. So I like using the word because it does, it may break through to some people as like, huh, what's that? Because all over the internet, you can type in communitarianism, how to be a communitarian, how to live in a community. And it does draw young people that are looking around and they don't know what they're going to be doing for their future because land is so expensive, rent, da 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 da. It's like, how are they going to make, make use of their lives? And it is a gift. So, you know, we want to try and help them sort out what they do and don't want to get trapped in, in, well, trapped in. Well, yeah, and what they do is they just add the word ism. The trap is ism. You take anarchy, which has left and right hand path. You just add ism to anarchy and turn it into anarchism. And now you've just ruined anarchy <laughs> because you just add an ism. You're turning something that's not supposed to be part of the movement that's controllable into an ism, which just means ism the same as the rest as the rest of them. <laughs> right. See what I mean? Anarchy yeah. is not anarchism. Anarchism is the control system taking control of anarchy, which isn't an ism, and putting ism at the end and turning it into the same as the other shit. It's all the same. You can come up with a new system you want right now that's incredible, like feed the world. And then as soon as you call it feed the worldism, <laughs> somebody has to run that. And now you just put it right in the old the old brackets. You see what I mean? Sure. Like a like a, it becomes a theory, and then it goes mental, and then it goes in a cloud up into the sky. Yeah, it's an like ism, he, like a spasm. It's an ism, <laughs> meaning it's not anything. Sure. Yeah. Uh, ism, yeah. ism is a school of thought. It's pretty simple. And uh, you were recently introduced, Steve, to Larkin, Texas. He is a library of information. I would encourage some dabbling in what he has to say, as well as if we got a mailing address for you, this Ken Kesey book, because we are a hundred feet tall, full of biomass. And I think this a logging book from the west coast of Ireland applies to Europe because there is this uh, train union 
strike going on. It's it's about labor. And this this is described in the introduction to this Ken Kesey book from 1963. Uh, we'd like an address so we can uh, send this book to you. This is programming. Well, I'd love to see it. I don't know it, but I will say this. Uh, uh, union labors are based on what they try to call populism. <laughs> so they, they try to sell you on a labor union as that the population, the whole population loves a labor union. All of them, everybody, undeniable, and it's populism. And if you don't agree with it, you, well, you're out of it, right? Is it means that an individual isn't part of the is. The is means everyone. All they're doing is taking away individual people. And even individual people, they call individualism. <laughs> like it's a movement that all the people who believe in individual thought and I'm not part of your crowd are now part of your crowd because you call us all individualism, right? Do you see what I'm saying? They, they just sure. put it. You see what I mean? individualists don't want to be individualism. They want nothing to do with it, but they, that's all they do is add ism to everything. And then you're now part of a crowd. You didn't even want to be a part of. Right. Yep. I see that. Yeah. Because I did read a paper on how individual individualism is dangerous. So this theory of thought, they ended up saying, well, those people that are out there in the boonies, they have dangerous, angry viewpoints and therefore they could be labeled. And they already were by being labeled an ism. So I follow yeah. you there. Yeah, because they made them seem like they're part of a larger movement. <laughs> you know what I mean? All those individualisms, like all of them, every single one of them, all of them, they're like, yeah, that's got to be at least three billion of them. You're like, no, I don't, I don't think so. See what I mean? So you take all your enemies and then say they're a movement that you need to be afraid of. You see, you group them together. Where there, how many individuals do you really think there are? So, Steve, have you ever heard of biochar? Hey guys, I gotta interrupt because I gotta cut out now. But oh. it, would you like to reconvene um, next Sat next Sunday at uh, maybe a little later? Is that possible, Steve? For you? I'd love to. Yeah, I would love to do it if you guys want to do it. I'd love to. You got how how late do you go? Because obviously the six hour time difference is pretty big for all well, of us. It's not very late for me. It's not even coming up seven o'clock at night. So if you want to go start later and go longer, I'd love to. Okay, because if we started at 3 Eastern, that would be 12 Pacific, and that would be 9 p.m. Copenhagen. Would that be good Perfect, for, yeah. for next week? Sure. Yes. That would be best for me because I wasn't – this was a sort of a last-minute thing, and I wasn't sure how available Steve was, so I thought at least we get some thoughts recorded, uh, even though we started a little late, so – I have to bu I have to bu bow out of this call. I don't know if you guys can continue talking with regards to this particular conference. Maybe maybe not. So you guys can you guys can reconnect obviously if you wanted. But we'll schedule it for next next Sunday if that's okay with you guys. There is not yeah. Well, is we can try to keep it going and if not, I'm happy to come in again with you guys. Yeah, there's nothing more important than this discussion to us. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'd love it if Steve made a video because he has uh, an amazing way with videos. There's no doubt. Actually, you know what? Next Sunday is no good. I'm just actually, I'm actually looking on my calendar. Um, maybe two, because Sunday's the best time for me to connect with someone in Europe. So how about um, the 19th Sunday? Is that possible in two weeks? Oh, shit. I might be in Switzerland. Hold on. Um, 19th. Okay. Check your calendar. Yeah. Or we... Let me have a look. Okay. That's all, folks.